Heyo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host, Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. What up, what up, what up? We're back, baby. Guess who's back? Hey, back again. Back like we um, actually left because we did. <laughs> we took a little bit of a uh, hiatus, yes. A small hiatus, um, but welcome back to those who have listened before. Welcome in to all of our new listeners. So if you are a new listener or a new viewer, we are a podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows, and documentaries and how they relate to real life things, you know. Uh, and if you've always been a fan, then you already know what we are about Sorry for the break. Should we say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's sorry. I mean, things happen. Life happens. Uh, things get busy, and you know, you got to take care of yourself. So, yes, we, um, we. So, what has happened since we have left? Okay, the month of December was actually very busy. We watched so many films um, because we try to do like a film a day. Um, on top of the fact that we were watching other favorite films, mm-hmm. so. We watched a lot of movies, and of course, around the holiday time, what do what does everybody do? They travel, right? right? That's what they do. And we had plans of traveling, mm-hmm. didn't we, baby? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I did that did not happen. Bit. I went to Chicago. Oh, you did, you did. Katie went to Chicago, and I, I went stayed to in Oklahoma Dallas. for work. And you went to Oklahoma. Yeah. I stayed in Dallas. <laughs> um, we planned on going to Colorado and you know to East Texas, but. Uh, unfortunately my appendix said FML and so I'd have emergency surgery, which I'm still recovering from at this moment. So that, that put a damper on a lot of things, which also meant that it's very hard for me to sit up straight, which also means it's very hard for me to record. Um, so ergo, we have not done a lot of, uh, recording here lately, but we have done a lot of watching. We've done a lot of planning. Uh, so we are excited to have new content to bring to you. And before we do anything else, Katie, I know, I noticed the shirt that you were wearing. Yes. And it's, it's making me sad. So, um, I wear the shirt often, actually. It's like my favorite t-shirt, but, um, if you don't know, Golden Girls is one of my all-time favorite tv shows mm. um mine and Corey Mm-mm-mm. both we watch it all the time i grew up watching it with my granny um and we just want to say rest in peace to betty white rest in peace I, man uh, let me set the scene for y'all i was sitting on the patio reading my book and Corey comes out and he's like dang 2021 took another one and i was like mm. what are you talking about and he said betty white and I don't know if y'all have seen that TikTok where the guy tells his wife all kinds of like made up stories just to see how she'll react. And so right. I thought that Corey was playing a joke on me. I was like, there's no way because she's about Why to turn 100. I actually Yay. just saw an article talking about how, like how healthy she was and all this stuff. So it's very, very sad. And But she had, she left a great legacy. And I think we could all learn a little bit from her and be more like her. Be like Betty. A lot of it, man. I just don't know anybody who doesn't like Betty. She lived her life in a way that I think we all strive to live, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that not necessarily we want to be famous, but everybody knows her for the right things. Right. You know, so I think that that's incredible. So um, shout out to her family um, and condolences and peace and blessings. But most definitely rest in peace to a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't think we'll have another Betty White. Nope. It is what it is. Um, so sad times, but don't wanna don't wanna skip past without honoring our legends. That's right. But what do we do? What do we watch? Okay, over the break. I got Katie caught up on Marvel movies. Yes, yeah, so we watched um Ant Man, Ant Man and the Ant-Man, Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Two uh-huh thor doctor strange <laughs> yeah doctor strange all the thors thor, she ain't seen none of the thors thor so two, we watch all the thors thor three okay first of all i've seen them i've just seen like bits and pieces of them mm. well you okay or even i just didn't remember them 
Ah, uh, okay. I feel you. But you enjoyed them, right? Yeah. Maybe. I Thor, the first Thor and um Dark World to me are like the lower tier Marvel movies, but Ragnarok is one of the best movies out. Uh so I love that one. I feel like that kind of saved Thor's uh legacy with Ragnarok. Yeah. But you know, he's about to come up with another one. Love and Thunder. Is it Love and Thunder? Mm, I don't know. I think it's Love and Thunder. Comes out this year. So shout out to um Hemsworth, Marvel, and uh, Thor, because hopefully that'll be great. So we did that. We watched the first episode of uh, the story of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. which another episode dropped today. So we need to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how I feel about it yet, but, yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. These, I agree with that. Yeah, these I've, episode by well, episode things killing me. Yeah, and I feel like this first episode just was kind of like a setup episode. So we didn't really get much content, you know, so. Right. And I feel like we're getting a lot of the like um, finished product in the beginning, kind of like the um, the way that they tried to do or they did do how to get away with murder, which is what turned me off. Like, I'm not a huge fan of like showing me scenes of like the end. Yeah. And then going back to the beginning. That's like not my style. Right. And I feel like they're somewhat doing this uh, with this, but we'll see. If there's anything that I've, I've I've learned over the past couple of months or maybe the past year with uh, Mandalorian and all the Marvel shows, the first couple of episodes be having me pissed off. I'll be like, <laughs> what is this trash? And then the last couple of episodes, I'm like, this is cinema great, right? Yeah. So I'm going to stick to it. The first episode was a little eh. But we going to see. Yeah. We going to see. We're going to keep watching. And we watch other movies. I watched like a couple of what Katie would say is trash movies, but I feel like... I have to watch the trash movies to appreciate the great movies. Y'all, let me tell y'all something about Corey. This man will uh, scroll through Hulu, Netflix, uh, Prime, <laughs> whatever, and look for the most trash movies. Like, I'm talking <laughs> a step above being recorded on a camera phone. They are, <laughs> like... Bottom of the bucket movies, and he watches them, and he just like that's what he chooses to watch. And I uh, respectfully decline and go about doing my own thing. But I get should be on a phone. I get why you you choose them because you're like, well, if they can put this movie out, then I can do something. Right. So on a on a consumer base. I want to be able to better enjoy these large cinema movies, these big budget movies mm-hmm. to see how much they really put into these films. And then on a personal basis, as like a, a indie filmmaker, it gives me a boost to be like, yo, somebody, this movie is trash, but somebody believed in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and they bought it and they produced it and they put it out. And so, and, and granted, I hope that this is not necessarily my story, but I'm not above this. That, somebody's gonna look at my film that way you know like my first couple of films right. like that's what they're gonna do they're gonna look at it and be like this is trash right. cinema um but that's because i don't have the big dollars and the big people to push behind it mm-hmm. so i in a weird way like to just kind of show appreciation like you spent all that time on a film i'll watch it i might still think it's trash right but i'm gonna at least watch it and then also see like the things in that film that i didn't like like that's a mistake that i don't want to make when I'm making a film like, okay, I seen this happen before. Now nah, I didn't like it. So <laughs> let me not do that. So that's why I watch the, the trash movies. As she says, uh, she don't be watching Garbage. none of them. She'll just look up when something, when something bad happens, she'll look at me and be like, why are you watching this? <laughs> this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'll just be like, Hey, I'm a stick beside. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but out of all of that, we got to the film that we are going to discuss uh, today. Yes. So we were bored, I think. And we we're trying to just find a movie because we had watched everything. And Katie said, you know what? We should watch Don't Look Up. I've heard people like, I've heard chatter about it online. It was a terrible Katie voice, by the way. Mm-hmm. But also but it was did. like the first thing to pop up when you. Yes. On Netflix. On ne- for like on a week. Netflix. And I had like. I don't even know if I said that I'd seen stuff about it online because I don't remember seeing anything about it before watching it because I didn't even know what it was about. I was just like, I've been seeing this pop up and I want to watch it. 
Um, mm. And I remember when we first started it, I looked at you and I was like, I don't even know what this is about. So sorry if it's trash. And you were like, yeah, me either, but we're going to watch it. And then we got like halfway through and we both said we have to discuss this. Oh, yeah. I was like, we got to talk about this. This one has to get talked about. Um, let me just, if you don't know. So at this point, if you're new, at this point, we're going to talk about the film and have discussions. So there's some spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. Um, if you want the spoilers, please stay and then you can go watch it afterwards. If you don't, pause it here. Go watch it. Uh, and then come back. Um, either way, spoiler alert from this point on, don't say we didn't warn you. Okay, so don't look up. Netflix film, interesting enough. Star-studded cast. Oh, my God. It's directed by Adam McKay, who has done a bunch of other comedy movies like... Um, um, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. A lot of like Will Ferrell things. Yeah, Step Brothers. Um, so you know there's got to be an element of comedy here. Mm-hmm. The cast, let me just start naming some. Leo DiCaprio, Jay Law, so Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, um, Ariana Grande, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, uh, Mark Rylance, Jonah Hill, Kid Cuddy, Tyler Perry, Ron Perlman, uh, Hamesh Patel. Like, there are so many, there's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. There are so many people who are stars yeah. that are in this film, which is why the budget had to be crazy. To make this film, because not only are you doing a bunch of CGI stuff, you have to pay all of these stars. stars I mean, yeah. award-winning stars. You got to pay them. So, essentially, the bill is uh, two low-level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, this sounds funny. It is 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, but the funny part is... It's the audience score is about 80%. And the audience score is 100 plus ratings. I always tell people when you look at Rotten Tomatoes, you have to look at both scores because both scores are kind of tell you what the film is. If it's low when it comes to the verified reviewers, it typically means a couple of things. One, they look at it through a critical cinema eye. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not that great as far as like cinematically. Yeah. Right. But if the audience score is high, it's a watchable film and people enjoyed it. So it's probably a lot of action. Maybe there's some, it's comedy, it's funny. Comedy movies don't score high anyway. So that's number one. Hmm. Or, I didn't if know that. The, yeah, they don't score high. If the thing is low, if the tomato meter is low, which are the verified uh, users and critics, the second thing is it's probably some sort of political film. Political films get trashed in reviews always. Interesting. This is both. This is a yeah. political film and a and comedy. And a comedy. Double whammy. So, exactly. It is not going to score well. Right. And when people talk about it, and so none of they're these probably stars going are to be... Probably going to get awards or anything. No. No, no, no. Exactly. Even though... Excuse me. Even though I believe this is a award-worthy film right it will not get nominated sure not even close some of these reviews are hilarious okay like um let me try to read one that's just all the people who are just users they're like oh my gosh this is great this is great satire um it's very cynical and it's still funny um the thing everything is kind of subtle but it's okay like somebody else said a bad review said don't look up as 2021's mars attacks Interesting fact. Mm. What did I watch the other day, baby? Mars Attacks. I watched Mars Attack the other day. Hilarious. If you've never seen Mars Attacks, please go watch it. I didn't know it was a Tim Burton film, by the way. I, I watched it when I was like super younger. And so I watched it again. Stupid film, but you know, I like stupid stuff. That's um, true. But people <laughs> are just like really mad. Uh, Read and some we're more. talking about people from like Rolling Stone. Okay, Rolling Stone said, don't look up as a blunt instrument in lieu of a sharp razor. And while McKay may believe that we're long past subtlety, it doesn't mean that one's that one man's wake up sheep will howl into the abyss is funny or insightful or even watchable. This is what I'm talking about. That's not even the full review. I'm not clicking on the full review. These big critics, air quote critics, who in my opinion don't even necessarily like. 
I guess everybody has a right to critique films because what the hell are we doing? Right. But anyway, exactly. they, they take stuff too serious. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, especially when it comes to political stuff, you almost Ill- immediately can see a political standpoint for political films. And they, that's why they always get trashed. There's somebody on the right that's going to trash it because it has a left view and somebody on the left going to trash because of a right view. Okay. And this one has a lot of views. This brings us to an interesting topic of discussion. What's that? So, um, I saw something. Well, let me say, I watched the movie and I thought one thing. And then I saw, well, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, obviously this whole podcast is going to be about that. But the point of what I'm saying is that I saw something and then I saw someone post on social media that had a completely different outlook than I did on the movie. And at first I was like, this person doesn't get it. But then I was like, okay, so that's interesting because now I can see that we're all viewing it from our perspective. So mm-hmm. like you said, political movies get trash reviews, blah, blah, blah. There's always someone who thinks it's too far right. You think there's someone who thinks it's too far left, whatever. Um, everybody's going to see it from their point of view. And that was just very interesting to me because at first, Isn't it? at first I was like, this person just doesn't get it. They did they even watch the movie? Were they paying attention? Did they not see the sarcasm in it? Like, what? And then I realized, okay, okay, we're all everybody's gonna have a differing opinion on this because everybody's gonna view it from their from their viewpoint. And I think that a lot of people are connecting this film to what's happening in America right now. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who are like, what the hell is she talking about? As I said earlier, let me just break down the entirety of the film in a very short manner. The movie is about these two astronomers, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. They find this comet that is coming towards Earth and it's a catastrophic event. Once it hits Earth, Earth will be no more. They now have to go and tell the president and everybody else, hey, this is what's coming uh, because of climate change. So this is a climate change film. Mm -hmm. It was started because of climate change. Hey, we need to go talk to people to alert them that this is what's coming and we're going to go extinct because of this. Right. On their journey, they find out that there are people who care, people who don't care, and people who are indifferent. And obviously, it's told from their perspective. So their perspective is that everybody should give a, uh, you know, should give a damn about what is about to happen. We're about to die. Why is this not a thing? Like, we... Why is there no media coverage on this, right? right? One of the opening scenes is they go to like a news station and they get the, they're the last ones to be featured on the news Mm -hmm. station. But there's more coverage about Ariana Grande and Kit Cudi becoming a couple than there is about this comet coming to earth. Right. And there's people that don't even believe it. Exactly. They have, they are like, no, um, nobody, but, and that's the title name, Right. So they started a hashtag. This is hilarious because this is like, so there's a parallel into because it is about climate change, but it's, it also is very clearly connected to how the world has handled COVID. But also, let me just Starkly. say this movie was written and started before COVID even COVID, was a yes. thing. So it was, it, it was for climate, climate change, right? Yeah. Uh, climate change. Um, and but I think it's just it shows that how we handle climate change and COVID is how we handle a lot of different mm-hmm. things. So as part of the the movie, when they were going on their rounds trying to get people to understand the 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 levity not levity the 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 gravity of the situation, um, they started kind of a hashtag or a campaign called "Just Look Up." If you look to the stars, you will be able to see the comet that is coming. Just look up; it's right in front of your face. How do you not believe? And it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The and that's and for the film that would be typically the liberal side, right? That's the left side saying, "Just look up." Mm-hmm. And then in the film, the right side, which Meryl Streep was the president, very much so, like they mirrored it with like Trump's presidency. So you can see the parallel there. They started a campaign called "Don't Look Up." So people are wearing pins with arrows up. People are wearing pins with arrows down. 
And if you, here's what I will say about this film. If you don't find yourself in this film, you're not being, you're not being real with yourself mm -hmm. at all. There, you are in this film. Whether you like it or not, you have been portrayed in this film. Either you being way too far left, way too far right, or too much a centrist. Somewhere in this film is where you are. And That's actually one of my questions that I have for you. Okay. Like, who do you feel like reflected you the most? Um, hmm. I don't know if I connect with, like, a certain role. Okay. Um. But I also don't deny science and what oh let me just say this i don't have a degree in science i don't have a degree in climate change or whatever i don't i know nothing about it really i know very minimal surface level and so if there is a scientist that is telling me that there is a comet coming for earth and that I should do something to change it or I should work to try to get, you know, whoever represents me in my community to do something about it, then I'm going to listen to them because they are the expert. They are the ones who took the time and did the research and know what to look for. I couldn't tell you. Okay, I feel that. I, you know, as part of the movie, whenever we're watching the film, I thought it was going to end with like, um, it was a miscalculation, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like the comet, was it actually even coming? The comet that they thought was a comet was also, was actually like a potato chip that went across the sensor or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, you thought it was just going to be like a big LOL? Yeah, like a big, like, uh, we messed up, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, which in, in itself could have been um, comical. Right. Um, because I think that that's what happened. Or... In the okay, so they went to the Oval Office in this one scene, and they were talking to the president about, hey, like here's what's going on, and I think that like we should all be worried because the world is ending. So if there's a play that we have, we need to put it in motion. Mm -hmm. And the president blew it off, and the president's son, who was the chief of staff or whatever, blew it off. They're just laughing. They're like, you know how many world-ending events that we get all the time, and you know what? Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I actually understood in that moment. How somebody can become what I think is like hardened. Like, how do you become that foolish is what I think sometimes to people. Right. And I say, how do you, it's right in front of us. How do you become so foolish and so blind that you can't see this? And then I'm thinking about that statement. The president gets fed so much BS on a daily basis. How do you sift through it all? And not It's an echo cynical. chamber. Exactly. It's the, this is, it's. What we saw in the Oval Office was Facebook. <laughs> it was True. Facebook. It's the reason why I have some people on my Facebook that I have either blocked or muted. I cannot see. I will not see because they're in their own. And I can see from the outside that they're in their own echo chamber. That every single post that they see is feeding into the mindset that they already have. It's hard. If you see that every day, it's, it's going to be hard to see through the weeds. Mm -hmm. Like the grass is going to grow so high. That you're not going to be able to see which way is out. So and you don't even want to get through the grass. How do you view yourself in this movie? Um. Okay. I feel bad saying this, but you remember the scene with Chris Evans, and this is kind of funny. Remember the scene with Chris Evans? He was the one that was like the super centrist. He had the the he had the up sticker and the down sticker on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he he made a movie. They made a movie about what's going on, which is funny because that's the shit that they, that we do right now. They made a movie about what's going on, and, and Chris is in there like we, you know, we all just need to come together, you know, like right or right, left or left, right or left, doesn't matter. We all need to put aside our differences and just come together, right? Right. In that moment, I'm. I thought to myself, I'm an idiot because this is like how I. This is me. Yeah. This is me. Like, not to say that I'm definitely more left-leaning, but I'm also like, I can I can see the other side, so why can't we just you know, all come together type of thing? Mm -hmm. But the way they portrayed it was so, um, you know, it's satire, so they did it in a way to make you understand that that's how you sound, bro. 
You sound like Chris Evans. And when you say that, you sound like Chris Evans. Yeah, pick a side of you on die in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> okay, 21 Savage. <laughs> Drop that in there. Okay. My teacher, my professor used to say the middle is an uncomfortable place to be. Don't ride the fence. Um, and, and so I get it when people are like, if you don't pick a side, you're enabling the other or whatever. And I hate that there are sides, but I would say that I would probably, not necessarily Chris Evans specifically, but when I saw that, I felt like, oh, there I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I participated in the hashtag, you know what I'm saying? The, the movement. Oh, there I am. Yeah, same. You know, like it just kept popping, kept popping, kept popping. And then at the end, when the people on the right saw the comment and were like, oh, my God, you lied to us. And the left were like, we told you. I was like, oh, You lied there to I us, am. meaning the government. The government, yeah. <laughs> so the right, so the whole time they've been telling, the right side, you know, the, the, the conservatives were telling their constituents and their group, don't look up. The left side is trying to get you all riled up with this climate change thing and the comet coming to earth and yada, yada, yada. Like, don't look up. This is, this is uh, all a ploy. Uh, and they, you know, they were doing that because they had money behind the scenes. And then there became a time where you can actually look up and see the comet. You didn't need any special binoculars. You didn't need a telescope or nothing. You can just look up and see your demise Mm -hmm. coming. And they were like, then they turned on the right. The conservatives turned on their own people. And instead of the left accepting them and trying to get with them to work with them, the left was like, ha, 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 we told you. Look how stupid you are. And I was like, I see myself again. Like, it, it really was as stupid as this movie is. And this is why I think it's genius. As stupid as this movie is, there were so many times where I was like, I see myself in this film. And if you don't see yourself in this film, you're not being reflective. Okay. Let me ask you something. Devil's advocate. Okay. Do you think we're seeing that now with the CDC? hundred huh? percent. Because you have all of these people <clears throat> who... um are like mask up um you know we need to anti-vax do, we need get to vaccinated. this we need to right. quarantine for this many days and you know the numbers are this and the fatality rate is this and then the cdc changes things every other day and makes people confused and it's like well if mm-hmm. if you can't if you can't tell us what's going on or you're telling us that we had to do it we had to quarantine for 10 days now it's five days but if we're asymptomatic then we're fine if we test negative and blah 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 and whatever it is now i can't even keep count but now people are like wait a minute this whole pandemic i've been trusting the cdc i have been backing the cdc I have been doing everything that they have been telling me to do. I've been encouraging other people to do everything that they've been saying to do. And now they look like a joke. Correct. And I think that they just lost their credibility with those. Yeah. Specifically for those who believed like wholeheartedly. Yeah. Meaning I now see skepticism within the CDC. Mm-hmm. One, when they came out with the, when they came out with the guideline to shorten it down to five days. And then also there's plenty of people who have let us know very clearly that they did it on behalf of we got to get people back to back work. Back to work. Capitalism. Not, thank you. That's the issue. That, and that's, that's what I'm talking... The entire issue of this entire film, it, it, it stares us in the face every day. Yes. Okay. Let me say something real quick. Go ahead. Um, so the reason that, you know, they didn't want to... They had the opportunity to put something up in space to hit this comet to break it in pieces. That way it wasn't as catastrophic or whatever. So they had the opportunity to intercept the comet hitting earth. But what, what was it? Capitalism and greed capitalism because they learned that there was like gems and gold or whatever on this comet that they could capitalize off of once it hit. But they weren't taking into account that once it hits, nobody's going to be here. So it doesn't matter. They thought they can escape on a plane or something. And right. And it hits, they'd be able to. Which, which. They did. They did. Yeah. They, the, the rich people who you all 
care about, and I say you all, we're talking about the film, that everybody cares about, the Jeff Bezos of the world. Do you mean the, the people world, that are already going to space? <laughs> the people who, uh, thank you, the Jeff Bezos, the the Bill Gates, the, and Bill, anyway, um, the Bill Gates, the Donald Trumps, the everybody you care so much about who other people have told you, they don't give a damn about you. Left on that ship. The president even left her son behind. Told her son, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be right back, bro. She left her son. They went on a ship, outer space like the 100, and came back when the earth was uh, able to be uh, kind of in, like inhabitable or whatever again. These old, And that was a funny thing. Everybody that came off the ship that was like in cryo sleep for thousands of years or whatever, they were old and wrinkly. They were all naked, so you got to see everything. Mm-hmm. They were old. These old people... Do y'all not see the comedy and irony in that? Not to say that we should not respect our elders or there's not a place in this world for these older people. These older people made the decision. They ruined the world and they tried to come back and repopulate it. For what? For the two years you're going to be alive? You're not going to be able to do that. So many people, ovaries dried up. Some of these men shooting blanks got health issues. Like (laughs) It's just so much to pack within a film. Shout out to the director. Shout out to the writers because I think... They did a phenomenal job at making a satire of the world that we live in today. Absolutely. And the biggest part of it all is greed from our standpoint, from the standpoint of being an American. Mm -hmm. Because it was a world issue. Yeah, it was a world issue. And I think Russia and China tried to do the same thing. They tried to actually send up their probes to like blast the comet apart. Um, But once we stopped working with them, they weren't able to get their ships off the ground, so they failed, and the comet hit the Earth. When we were working with them, everything was all good. We figured out a way to break stuff up. When we went separate again, because of greed, because of pride, because of capitalism, everybody hurt. Everybody hurt. And I know we can get into like a capitalist talk, and people are going to say, like, oh, capitalism is good. And I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm just saying that at every corner of evil that I find on this earth, at least from my perspective in the world that I grew up in, capitalism is rearing its head. Every time I'm like, ooh, we should do better here. Well, why isn't an issue? When you get down to the nitty gritty, capitalism. Okay, I have a I have a question for you. So... How is it, so we talked about, you know, pick a side, don't be on the fence, but how, how do you prevent yourself from becoming cynical? Because Mm. you put all your faith in one side, right? You trust the CDC, you trust these scientists, and then it's, it's almost like, mm, I think you got to hear, now it's. Now it doesn't seem to be that way. So Right. I think you gotta hear reputable differing opinions. Right. And what I mean by reputable are things that um actually still could make sense. Right. For instance, I, when people are like, Oh, the government's against you, and I don't think that there are a thousand of these government heads in a room who are um plotting on the world's depopulation because one how would they do that two you would think they would try to do that very quickly Mm -hmm. and then number three what's the purpose right what would be the purpose of them depopulating the world (laughs) exactly but when we talk about differing opinions and differing like standpoints Mm -hmm. if they're reputable if i say something about capitalism and why I think it's bad. And somebody's like, well, actually, here's some, you know, here's some things of why it's actually good and why another system may not work where we are now. And we're talking numbers and we're talking data and we're talking context of how our culture works. It's listening to that and then sitting with that information, not not listening to rebut as if I'm in a debate 24-7. Sometimes I just need to hear somebody else's opinion and view and then sit with that. Yeah. And let it marinate in my spirit to be open to the fact that like, yo, this person may be right. Or there may be something in the middle. I was watching, um, interesting enough, I was watching World War Z over the break. Another movie I watched. Um, 
and it was about and I don't know if you've seen World War Z, but apparently in well in the movie, the movie's about like a virus that gets out that turns these people into zombies. Right? There was a part of the movie, I think they were in like Israel or somewhere else. Um sorry if it's not Israel. But um they were in a, a foreign country, and that foreign country didn't have any zombies. They were walled up and holed up, didn't have any zombies. While the rest of the world was burning, they had nothing. Everybody else was fine there. They were actually taking people in. And they said, why are you taking people in? He said, the more people we have on the inside means less zombies we have to fight on, fight on the outside. So the more people we can take in, that's fine. They were taking people in. They had no zombies, right? Mm-hmm. They were the epicenter. They figured it out. And they said, why did you figure it out? Well, apparently there was some project that happened 20 years ago and it, it fell apart. And then they created a committee where at least one person, if there's nine people that agreed yes, there was one person's job. His only job is to offer an opinion that is different than everybody else's. His job saved their circle. They're, the reason why they even figured out that there were zombies is because he said, something different than the nine other people. Mm. So I say all that to say there has to be an, a different opinion, a different option, and it has to be something that's feasible. And we have to put some sort of belief into it as long as it's again, feasible and reputable. Don't talk to me about how Kamala Harris is still in New York and Donald Trump's in the white house. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, data-driven things that are actually reputable that I can look up for myself through a reputable site that is backed by other people. That's why we have things that are called peer-reviewed. So that's what I'm talking about. Not being in the echo chamber. If you see a post, like reporting that post or trying to get something off like a different post so that you're not in the same echo chamber 24-7 about literally everything. I argue with my friends about um, Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys, but I will like and share everything that I hear about Trayvon Diggs so I can get a different perspective. So that's a good point. What about you, though? No, I I appreciate that point of view. I think where I struggle is that I want, like I said earlier, I want to believe in these people who are uh, specialized in their field of study. Right. Because I right. don't, there's so many things I don't know. There's so many things that I can't even scratch the surface of knowing. Mm-hmm. And anything that has to do with science is one of those. I am <laughs> not good at science, never was good at science. You know, I'm, I'm a math kind of person. But uh, funny enough, my brother is a science teacher. So, you know. Shout out to Drew. Yeah, we're we're not the same when it comes to what we enjoy academically but and i like science yeah i don't kind of level out i don't but i want to believe in these these scientists i want to believe in what they're telling us to do but everything is so politically charged in the country and especially now and you can i mean blame it on what you want but i think that one, access to information at your fingertips is a great tool, mm-hmm. but it can also be a hindering terrible yeah. thing. Um, and like social media, everybody has an opinion on something. Everybody wants to think that they know exactly what they're talking about. Everybody thinks that what they believe is true. And I think sometimes it's okay to say, okay, I thought this way, but now that I have more information, I've changed my mind. And yes. I see it from a different point of view now. But yes. people have a lot of pride. Oh, 100%. People have they a lot of pride and don't want to change their opinion on things. Once they make a stance, they don't want to look dumb going back on their stance. So they just, you know, push forward. But it's okay to say, when I said that, I didn't have the information that I have now. Right. With the new information, I feel much different. Right. My favorite but, phrase in a conversation sometimes is like when somebody says something, I say, wow, I didn't even think about that. Like, thank you for yeah opening my mind. That's not a perspective that I even thought about. But it's just hard to, it's hard to, and this is me going back to the cynical thing. It's hard to know who to believe because it's hard to understand if it's coming from a politically charged place. 
And even if you do believe, you know, the scientists or whatever, you still have, like in the movie, say you believe the scientists and you believe, you know, that there is a comet coming for Earth and you want to do something to change it, but your government doesn't. So it's like, why does it matter what I believe? Mm. So it, I, I feel you, <laughs> but I feel like that's a the reason and why. I feel like thank that's you for how most that people feel, and so that's yes. why most people don't vote. That's why most people don't even care about. We say we say most. I don't want to say most. Okay, we'll say that's a why lot a lot of people don't vote. That's why a lot of people don't care about politics or what's happening in the government that's why a lot of people don't watch the news because they're like as long as my bubble is good then we're good but we saw those people in the film too and that's what i'm talking about right i feel like some of those people are going to say oh i didn't see myself in this film or this film was trash i implore you to look within yourself if you really feel like you didn't see yourself in this film because what it probably was is that you don't care. And there was people on there who didn't care either, or they faked as if they did. For instance, um, I, I read this on the sheet, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. But what was your favorite quote about the film? Mm, let me pull it up. Very fantastic quote. It is. So this is what the scientist said, Leonardo DiCaprio. He said, not everything needs to sound so clever or charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to just be able to say things to one another. We need to hear things. Wild. And it was during a newscast where the newscast would take everything he said and spin it with some sort of joke or into some sort of positive thing or into something that's really just like indifferent to really um, take away from the seriousness of the issue. And on one side of that, people are like, well, everything's like pretty serious. We just want to add some sort of breath in here. And the other side is like, yo, there are topics and things that that's not necessary, bro. Right. And we already recognize that. Right. We like we don't. When somebody just passed, there's a there's a certain amount of reverence that everybody holds. Right. Mm -hmm. Like most people will be very somber. You know, like you're not going to show up to a funeral laughing and joking. Right. So we have the wherewithal to do it. So it's just. This quote, this quote really stood out to me because I think it's so important to hear things. Sometimes we listen, we listen to the news, we listen to what people are saying, but we're not hearing it. We listen to our friends, we listen to our partner, we listen to our family, but we're not hearing what they're saying. And, you know, I'm going to read it again. Not everything needs to sound so clever or charming or likable all the time. Sometimes we need to just be able to say things to one another. We need to hear things. So, for instance, a comet coming towards the earth is something that is detrimental to every single person. It doesn't need to be wrapped up with a pretty bow. It needs to be heard that if we do not do something, we all will die. And it just needs to be as plain as that. Don't get it confused. We will die. You will die. Your kids will die. Everyone will not be here. And of course... But there's the parallel for that, and we saw that during COVID, right? Right. We saw that. We saw at the beginning of COVID. You wait. What did the White House? I saw a lot of people posting it, but I couldn't find it on the White House website. So, um, I tried to. Are you talking about the uh, the, the, winter, the Christmas? Like the yeah, winter? you will have a yeah deathly winter, whatever it was. I can't right. remember. And but. people were like tripping about that statement, and I'm like, at this point though, I'm not tripping. I think at the beginning maybe, but even then. You got to remember this. And this is why the messaging is serious. When COVID was first hitting and there were reports of it and everything else, we all remember Donald Trump being in the office and whether you love him or not, he's the face of um, our democracy at the moment. Mm -hmm. What he says is going to be the speed of how we go. 
if Donald Trump comes out and is like, hey, there is a very serious illness that is going around Mm -hmm. that has the potential of being a pandemic and kill a lot of people, we got to do something and it might be shutting it down. I think we have a different response than what he did say, which was like, oh, this is, you know, two weeks, this will be over, we'll be back to normal. Mm-hmm. Two weeks? Does everybody remember when we thought that 14 days was going like, to get us out of this? Right. Like 21 days. When the whole world was shut down, people were singing off balconies and stuff. We was <laughs> clapping for, um, we was clapping for uh, workers and they were doing flyovers on different cities and stuff. Low key. Y'all remember this? Of course, but low key. Greatest that was time a ever. Good TikTok time. blasted. It was the greatest time. Be- it was because in our hearts, it felt like it felt like unity. You know, right? Connected, like with yeah, with others. Like we were coming together, right? I mean, and don't get us wrong. A lot of people felt very isolated and sad, but yes, right. I'm I'm sure there's another side to this coin. My point being, the messaging we didn't we didn't like. What we heard was, oh, we do this for two weeks, we'd be straight. And that didn't happen. Look where we are now. Different variants. Ten years later. They got the flu and corona going crazy at the same time. The flu-rona. IHU just dropping after Omarion. Like, literally, this movie is such a great parallel for everything. I mean, we can even go into it with racism, we can go into it with sexism. We can go into it with every ism there is out there and, and how we respond to it. Something else that I was going to mention is that this quote stuck with me so much because, and I've talked about it in past podcasts, I feel like mental health has become so... Buzzwordy? Yeah, but like glamorized. Like you need self-care. You need to take a bubble bath. You need to read a book. You need to go on a walk. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it's like these cute little memes about mental health and self-care and anxiety and depression and all of this different stuff. And like it doesn't have to be cutesy all the time. Sometimes you just need to to hear it and to and you know, dealing with and mental health and dealing with anxiety and depression is not cute. And cry and throw some things around and eat that pizza. You know, like and, there's a lot of things that are different. And getting you know, help and see, seeking treatment and going to therapy and working on yourself self-care is going to therapy self-care is getting on medication if that's what you need self-care is looking inward and seeing what the issue is and targeting the issue and working on the issue instead of trying to mask it with bubble baths and face masks and all that you know it's ugly it's very ugly (laughs) i mean it can be most definitely yeah and like i don't know i just that quote really really stuck with me Love it. Best quote of the movie, in my opinion. But there's a lot of good one-liners in this There's movie. a lot of good ones. It's very, very hard movie. I mean, there's a bunch of different um, um, kind of intricate details when it comes to character development. But Yeah, and we're talking about um, a lot of heavy things. But the movie is a comedy. It's a comedy. Like, it's a satire. There's a so lot it's really of, funny. Like, it's funny. It's a good watch. It's not a heavy watch. But no. if you take the time to reflect, you're going to be like, damn. You forgot to mention Timothy Chalamet. He's in it as oh, well. Oh, yes. Yes. He is in there. The scene, the very end scene when they're at the dinner table, incredible shot. Incredible shot. Like, literally, like, I wanted to cry at the amazingness of the shot because it really summed up in the moment like if you knew you were about to pass and not just you everybody you knew that this was the end like what do you do mm-hmm. what do you do how do you accept that right and they sat at a table and just accepted death together and it was beautiful eating salmon it was beautiful it literally as the earth was shaking because a comet reached the atmosphere they were laughing about, you know, good times that they had. And they were like, wow, we really, you know, when we think about it, we really did live a good life. Even though it wasn't as glamorous and everything else as everybody else's, we lived a good life. We did our thing. We had a family. We, uh, you know, we had kids. We we went across the, the world, you know, talking about this. We did things that we loved. 
And imagine sitting there holding hands with your family uh, and friends at a dinner table, laughing and giggling, and then at a moment's notice, it's it's over. Not for you, for everybody. Right. Like, it, it, honestly, an incredible moment. I really do. I'm going to watch this film again to really dissect and pull some things out. But we laughed a lot. <laughs> Um, a lot, a lot. I mean, it is a comedy, so you're going to laugh, but also I think that that's the best way to throw in the seriousness, right? We laugh at our pain. So I think that that's the best way to, to even wrap this up. Like for instance, here's what I find. I find comedy in this and irony in this. There was like a benefit concert that Ariana Grande <laughs> held. Yes. What the fuck? Like, what are you going to do? What, what, what's the benefit concert for? Right. The world is ending. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But to think that that's how, that's how we react, isn't it? That's what we do. Oh they my gosh. throw benefit Hold concerts on. and stuff. Let's talk about when everyone was in lockdown. Do you remember the, was it, what was the song? Was it We Are the World? No. They tried to do a We Are the World too. That didn't happen. <laughs> there was something else that everybody was singing, and it was like Gal Gal Gadot Gal Gadot. What What is Wonder Woman's mm-hmm. name? Maybe it was We Are the World. It might have been, but <laughs> and all these famous people were <laughs> were singing clips into their phone, and people were like, "Kim, there are people dying." <laughs> Yes, bro. It's so. That's like, the funny part. It's not you, even funny. We're it's all just in like this together. Are we though? Like literally. And are we, we though? Because I'm about, in a 500 square foot apartment, and you're thank in you. an estate. And there's people in who live in like 500 uh, square foot apartments with six people. There's you people that leave, don't have anywhere to live. Don't have anywhere to go, and here we are throwing benefit concerts. Like hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell was the concert for? And I'm not saying that like things like that can't happen to raise awareness, but by that point it was too late. It was too late. Mm-hmm. That's that was the irony of it, in, in my opinion. People had already taken the hashtag had taken over, the movement had taken over, the campaign had taken over. At this point, as much as in, in the movie, as much as the left side thinks that they're doing something, they're really just it's a money grab. At the end of the day, because if it was about information, it would have happened way earlier. Right. So it's just, I don't know, the weird things. And then you had political, the right side going on a, a you know a political campaign because she's trying to get reelected. And instead of it being about, instead of the campaign being about promises that they can give the American people and things that they can deliver, it was about the propaganda of the other side, right? Well, I mean, and that's foreshadowing for 2024. <laughs> that was, that's what happened last time. I can't tell you. The last I love not being a Republican or a Democrat. Because I see I I love to see the BS that everybody gets to say on both sides. First off, let me look right in the camera. Joe Biden, bruh, if you don't deliver on some of these promises. Wait, what do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? Hey, what's up? Clear out these student loans, baby. You know what I'm saying? Take me out to dinner. Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. We know that politicians get up there and they lie or they be given some promises and maybe they got to walk back some or they say we can get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Bruh, stop playing on these promises. Come through on them hoes. Number two, when 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 Donald Trump, I can't tell you the last time I seen a Republican run for president and it be about policy. It's always about destroy the other side. Yeah. Which is somewhat I give respect to them about. Because they will go through hell to put dirt on somebody else. And, and, they, and they'll win off of that. They'll literally win off of that. While the left, they're like, no, we got to win respectively. Like, I, I feel like when it comes to campaigning, that's what happens. The left, like, we got to play by the rules. And the right is like, fuck the rules. And uh, I can <laughs> kind of see it in both sides. No, 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 no. I'm, okay, definitely. But I'm saying the left does it, like, behind the curtains. Mm. They will give you lip service. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Democrats will give you lip service. The Republicans are going to tell you straight to your face, like, this is our, what our campaign uh, is going to be based off of shitting on you. You talking about just look up. Well, we're going to name our campaign. Don't look up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Right. It, it don't be, the left don't do it in front of your face. You know, at least they, uh, you know, they'll kiss us on the cheek before they slap us on the ass. Right. 
the right just gonna give you the boot you know what I'm saying and tell you they gonna give you the boot you know they gonna be like hey I'm gonna kick you in your ass right now you don't stop playing Mm -hmm. and then they do it so respectable but whatever we see we see that parallel in the film which is she's going on her campaign trail to be reelected and it's not about what she can deliver the American people it's about hey don't listen to the other side they're trying to blind you Um, they're, you know, doing this. They're telling you to look up. Well, everybody put these hats on and you don't look up. Put the hat on so you can shade you from the sky. You know what I mean? Like, just so, when you get down to the nitty gritty, so stupid. And it it honestly just pisses me off. But, um, I guess the last question or one of the last questions is like, would you watch it again? I've already answered this question for me. Absolutely. I want to watch it tonight. What do you mean? (laughs) What about you? I feel you. I mean, I, I honestly think on a scale of one to 10, it was an eight for me. Yeah. Same. I, I really think so. It's a good film. Really good film. And to do that with such a star-studded cast and it being a satire, not easy to do. Um, also, for anyone that doesn't have TikTok, I do know that Joe Biden's last name is Biden, but the video says Byron. Yes, yes. So, yes, so don't be that's like, why I said it wrong. <laughs> if y'all don't know that, bing bong, if y'all ain't seen that yet, bing you know bong. what I'm saying? You see these two dogs in your front yard? Just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. Um, I live through TikTok now. Like, literally, Katie knows this. I will walk around the house saying everything TikTok. What's my thing right now? Um, I'll be saying, you can't stop the rain. What do you say I right say now? Because you were saying it earlier, and I was like, I was saying oh it earlier. Um, oh, my gosh. What was it? I would oh, like to I know saying, how many videos a day you watch, because your phone is I just, could probably watch that. Oh, my God. Your TikTok it runs my phone, phone is constantly on some kind of video. It is, and that's why the battery is trash. Oh, um... I, I kept saying earlier, that was too good. Yes. <laughs> that's what you kept saying. And also, I just want y'all to know, I get overstimulated very easily. So he just listens to videos all day. And I'm just like. She done with me. She be hating. Listen, I'll be watching TV yeah. and watching TikToks. And she'll be like, one of them got to go. One of them got to go. I can't do both of them. No. One of them got to go. And I'm like in heaven. One of them has to go because you got the TV on loud and your phone is on loud. Pick one. Hey. Put some headphones on. <laughs> this is too good. <laughs> Y'all. Oh. oh my God. Lame, boo, corny, tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. <laughs> and if you wonder if I hate you, I do. I do. <laughs> That's my response it's to that. Just- it's so many things that are so quotable. And I have a plan actually for these TikToks. Um that will just probably be the Press Next Podcast TikTok content. And I'm gonna turn these movies that we be watching into these TikToks. There are scenes from every movie that can be one of these TikToks. So that's probably what I'm gonna start doing. Cool. You feel me? Well, um, I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. I think it was great. I think there was some good uh conversation had so if you agree um you know tag us that you're listening to it screenshot it put it on your story let us know that you're listening uh follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok yes (laughs) press next podcast on all of that on all of that and on top of that listen if you feel differently if you would like to expand or think that you have a different perspective there's two people in the world that will hear you out is me and Katie. Mm-hmm. Literally, please get because again, you might be thinking about something that we ain't never thought about. Okay, we ain't yeah. never thought about. Uh, and you may be right, we may be wrong. Okay, uh, one of my favorite podcasts is Brilliant Idiots, and they say that all the time. Um, we are brilliant idiots. <laughs> we have perspective, and that's what we do. We watch these movies and we talk about how we feel. But we want to know how you feel. So please hit us up on in them DMs. Uh, send us an email pressnextpodcast at gmail.com do all of that all of that yes. you want to come on a show and talk about it send us an email do all of that and just yeah let us know how you feel about this movie and if if you think yeah. we made some valid points because I think that you can see it you can see this 
in many different lights, in many different ways, from many different perspectives. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's very interesting, very thought provoking, at least. So indeed, go ahead and subscribe to us on um, Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, and rate and review us if you don't mind. We would highly, highly, highly appreciate it. Yes. And we're going for 100 reviews uh, in the next three months. That's what we're trying to get. Let's go. That's what we're trying to get. That's our goal. 100 reviews. And we're going to tap it in every single episode. Yes. And if we didn't say it at the beginning, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Yes, we're back for another year. 2022 is going to be great. If you have recommendations for movies, TV shows, or documentaries that you want us to watch, please let us know and we will add it to our list as we are coming up with mm-hmm. a plan for 2022 and what we will be discussing um indeed and this year may look actually a lot different katie came up with a very wonderful idea uh, about how we could go month to month um and so instead of us going with a lot of different topics they might be different actors or a little bit of both so um this year may be different next year may be different either way that's what we love about this podcast is that we get to adapt with the times and with the films so absolutely But hit us up, let us know, and as always, when you are watching a movie or a TV show and it says, are you still watching? Always press next. Press next. Bye, Bye, y'all.